Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Continuing along with Bezer Hashem and Shara Kaniya, Perak Vav. We are up to Bahakamishi, the fifth of the behaviors that a Balakniya, someone who has attained some level of humility, will try to behave in this fashion. Bahakamishi. Hakniya bin Yone Oilomai Kula. So this is all encompassing in terms of what a person will put forth in terms of his demeanor, whether it's in speech, whether it's the way he walks, whether the way he carries himself. In all matters of the world, in interactions with people in the world, he should behave in a humble manner. In the areas where it is seen, it is in the public, or even areas where he's in private, that too would warrant to behave in a humble fashion. It makes sense. Before we even explain it even more, it makes sense because Kniya, we always have been learning until now, Kniya is the person is humble because he's standing in the presence of Hashem. Humility because nothing is deserving that he should get credit for it. Not that he's not Khashiv. He has a lot of Khashivas. He has a lot of importance to him. But it's not from him. It's from someone else. It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, he can't feel proud. He can feel bold. Oh, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I am. It's all given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, even in private, even in private, which is just him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he also has to behave in a, in a humble fashion. Even if no one is listening, to think to himself, even in the recesses of his mind, where nobody else is except Hakadosh Baruch Hu, even there, even in his machshava, that's the privacy of his own mind. He has to be of humble spirit. Bediburai in speech, uva maaseyu, and in his actions, uva tnuwa even in the moving of his limbs, venucham, or when he's resting. So that too, sometimes it's a subtlety. But even in the way a person carries himself, like the Gemara talks, someone who walks bekeima zekufa, it's alochet shulchan aruch. Or in the beginning of shulchan aruch arachayim, a person is not supposed to walk bekeima zekufa with an outstretched, prostrating himself, making himself tall with an outstretched neck, a a, a full of pride. So someone who walks like that is like trampling the, the Shekhinah. It's like stepping on the Shekhinah. Because one who walks like that and thinks that he is of great import, you see it mostly by uh, leaders in the, uh, in the world at large. You know, certainly in the non-Jewish world, the, the leaders of, uh, of uh, countries, of, uh, you know, the, they walk with a certain air about them. But someone who is of humble spirit realizes, even in the way he walks, in the movement of his limbs, or even when he rests, how does he rest? How does he sit? Does he sit in a very comfortable way, showing like, you know, he's totally in charge of things, he's totally in control of things, or does he even always sit with a sort of a level of understanding of humility that someone else is always in charge and someone else is always in control. That's what he's explaining over here. But with all of this, 
whether he's doing it in public, whether he's doing it in private, he's doing it by his manner of speech, or in the way he moves his limbs, the way he moves while he walks, and when he talks, the way he carries himself. This is a, a famous line from the Gemara. It has to be toichai kebarei, like the Gemara in Baruchist Avchav Chesam and Aleph says that Rabbi Gamliel would not allow any student to want to enter into the base medrash in his yeshiva when he was in charge. Anyone who was not toichai kebarei, he wouldn't let it. When Rabbi Lozab and Azari took over, he wasn't so mocked on that. He let others in. Toichai kebarei, his insides have to be like his outsides. It has to match. He can't be one thing on the outside and a different thing on the inside. He can't behave in a manner of humility, showing off as if he's humble, but inside he really doesn't feel that way. It's a contradiction within himself. Others may not detect it. He could probably fool most of the people, as the saying was said. You could probably fool most people. The great ones will never be fooled. They'll read right through it. They'll see right through it. But certainly HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees through it. We're trying to be of humble spirit before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the way that is expressed is by carrying oneself in a humble way. But it has to be Teichei Kibari. It has to be the inside matches the outside. Here he's saying, well, you have to speak in a certain way so you can have people, you know, they speak very softly, very gently, and walk maybe slowly, but inside they don't feel that way. In his mind, it can be opposite of the way it appears outside. In other words, inside his mind, he thinks, I really think I'm great. And but what's seen to the, to the other people, what's seen to the public, that I behave in a very humble way. An example, Mashkiach used to say, Sometimes a person, it's based on the Mesilis Yisharim, sometimes a person could feel, you know, he, he feels he's so great, he doesn't need the recognition from other people. I don't need to be respected by other people. I feel I'm just so great myself, I don't need to be respected by other people. So he comes into the shul, he says, I could sit in the back. You know, people who need to feel like that, that they respect me, others, they have to be put up front, they have to sit up front. I feel I don't need to sit up front. I could sit in the back. So there are people who truly feel, I don't deserve to sit up front. What do I? What am I? I'm no special than the next guy. I sit in the back. But there are those who feel, I could sit in the back because I feel I'm so great. I could I could show, I'm, I could be humble. I'm so great, I could be humble. So they're sitting in the back, with in, in, in which is the Nerei, what it seems to be, the very humble people. that They're not asked to be put up front. They're sitting in the back, but really in their mind, they think they really belong up there. The, the guy sitting up front, eh, they really deserve to be in the back. I know I'm supposed to be in the in the front, but I'm so humble, eh, I don't have to be. They, they, that really is a sign of real gaiva. The Mesil Sushurim says that they can have a person who is feels so great that he's humble, that he's the biggest ball gaiva. And it's really true, because if a person feels so proud of himself because he's so humble, well, the, he's just fell into the trap that that in itself is really an act of gaiva. And Mashkiach Zolkazun said a, a, a cute story. 
There were two Rabbonim in England. One was much more well-known, Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky. Rabbi Abramsky. And he was a Rav. He was a Dayan, Dayan Abramsky. He had a shul. He was the, Bez, the head of the Bezdan. He was a Dayan. But he used to carry himself. That was his approach. He used to carry himself with tremendous stolz, a certain dignity, and he demanded respect from the Balabatim. In other words, he understood his position, he understood his self-worth and what he meant to the Tzibur, and he carried himself with a certain pride, a certain dignity for the position. He felt the position demanded it, that the people who were receiving from him, who were learning from him, who were being guided by him, have to behave in a man of respect due to a rub. That was his approach. In other words, inside he felt, I'm no different or better than anybody else. But in the outside he felt, I have to carry myself this way. That was Rup Bramsi, to the point where sort of everybody knew that he was someone who carried himself with a certain amount of dignity and commanded respect. There was another rub in England, also a great guy, who would just always try to be behind the scenes and not make anything uh, uh, big about himself and try to stay very quiet. They both moved in the later years to Eretz Yisrael, Rav Abramsky and this other Rav. So they came once to a chasana, and Rav Abramsky walked in and he went straight to the head table where he was supposed to be seated. That's where he was. And this other Rav walked in, found where the, uh, the Bokram are sitting, where the boys are sitting, he sat himself down over there. So the story goes that Rav Abramsky gets up and in his deep voice he calls out, Rav so-and-so, he says, it's better that you sit up here on the dais and think about the back table than sit in the back table and think about the dais. In other words, it's better you put yourself where you're supposed to, but you think inside that you're humble and not deserving of any credit. As opposed to, this was a little bit of a, uh, shall we say, rebuke he was giving this other of. He says, instead of putting yourself in the back and appearing to be very humble, but if inside it doesn't match up, it's not teichi kabari. If inside you don't feel that way, if inside you feel, really I should be on that table, but I'm, but I'm behaving very humble. If I could sit on the back, that's not a sign of humility. Now, that's what Rabbi Rabaski felt about this other Rav, but that's the way the story goes. But the point is true. The point is there. That if a person feels like, I'm so great because I'm humble, if I could sit in the back, that's not Teichi Kibar. That doesn't match up. That's certainly not a sign of humility. He says, It has to match up. It has to match up the way he carries himself. Like the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, this is quoted in the Mesilas Yeshomer. He talks about the Midah of Anova, of humility in Perak of Beis. Quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Sholchumitam. They sent a question from over there, Menarich Yisrael. Ezeu ben Olam Who is considered a ben Olam Which usually is explained not only who will go to Olam but who is the living example here and now of a ben Olam Who personifies the person who is deserving of Olam Says the Gemara, Anvison. He's a humble person. Ushval Berach. And he's a low, a low of spirit. 
But more than that, Shayef Ayel Shayef Nafak. He goes in unassuming and he leaves unassuming. What is that addition? So the Mashkirch explained, sometimes a person indeed are very humble, but I want to show people how quiet I am, how humble I am. So when I walk in, I want to walk in and people should see that I'm being very discreet by the way I walk in. It's, it's a very hard line to, to walk. It's a tightrope to walk on that fine line, that balance of being truly of humble spirit. And one indication would be is that indeed the person tries to just slip in discreetly. There are people are like that. You know, that people who normally, if people would see them entering in the base medrash, people would stand up for them, give them the seat. But if they're able to come in the, the side door and just discreetly go to that place, or just sit in the back or mingle amongst the crowd, that's a true sign of someone who, someone who is really an honor. He's shy of Isle, shy of, shy of nothing. He goes in unassuming, goes out unassuming, doesn't have to have people seeing him. That's a true sign of someone who is indeed humble. Holchis says this, the Chavis of Avos continues, Holchis al derech ha-kniyev ha-shiv Has to be both. Has to be even when he's in the privacy of his home. He doesn't talk in an arrogant way, even though no one's listening, but Hashem is listening. In the, in his mind, does he think, he doesn't express it to other people. He doesn't tell other people, you know how great I am, you know what I did, you know what I accomplished, he doesn't. But he thinks about it in his mind. Even that is not a sign of humility. If he thinks in his mind he's deserving of credit because of all the great things that he did, he's taking credit away from Hashem and giving it to himself. So he has to have a true spirit of humility, both inside and outside. Again, we stress it again over and over again. A person has to realize he has great value, he has chashivus, but it doesn't mean he's Khashiv. He has Khashivas because he's imbued with tremendous amounts of ability that Hashem has given him. But it doesn't mean that he's great. He's able to accomplish great things with what Hashem has given him. But it doesn't mean that he's great and therefore he's deserving of great praise and credit. That means even if he's in the privacy of his home just with Hashem, he also has to feel that way. He also has to think that way. And Vilavanei Adam. But he also has to think about that with others. Sometimes the people are saying, all right, you know what? We're all nothing. We're nothing. Everyone's a nobody. Hashem is just everything. So, so he wants to treat people that way too. He's also a nobody. I'm a nobody, but my friend is also a nobody. He don't deserve any respect either. Can't be like that. To the other person, I have to be, to be humble. I have to be humble to the other person. As he's going to explain, we'll have to explore that in Mishnah tomorrow night how that works, and there's even a hierarchy of who a person has to be more humble before. Well, hold it here, I go to Nachtra